I think that when we're on this journey, we're trying to sometimes escape the experience of being human through coping like drugs and alcohol, lots of meditation, plant medicine, and I'm not against any of it. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is for us to be able to embrace the human experience and to live it and experience it in all of its ranges of joy and sadness and recognize that it's a ride, it's an adventure, it's an experience, and the ups and the downs are all a part of it. That was a little snippet from today's interview with Mastin Kip. You will hear why this one was an awesome full circle moment for me and why speaking with him was a little bit of a big deal for me. So keep listening for that. Mastin was more gracious and kind and energetic than I expected. I so thoroughly enjoyed connecting with him. If you don't already know him, he is the best-selling author of two books, The Daily Love and Claim Your Power. He's also a speaker and the creator of Functional Life Coaching. He's been featured on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday show, one of my favorites, and his episode is one of the highest rated ever. He was also recognized by Oprah as a thought leader for the next generation. I found Marston when he was doing The Daily Love, so you may be familiar with him from the mega blog that was The Daily Love, but he's moved on from there and he is now focused on his work in trauma-informed coaching, and we're talking a lot about that here today. We do mention that he has an event coming up in Orlando for Claim Your Power Live in July, and those dates are the 12th through the 15th. So if you have been a fan of Mastin's, the tickets are really reasonably priced, and I would encourage you wholeheartedly to check it out. But take a listen to this conversation about how trauma affects us all and how it can really stop us from living into our potential. Welcome to Here to Thrive. I'm your host, Kate Snowwise. This is a podcast for people who are ready to step up and live a happier life. It's for those of us who are dedicated to understanding ourselves and getting the best that we can out of this thing called life. It's a mix of psychology and modern spiritual thought, always with a focus on practical advice so that you can take it back and apply it to your own life. I don't believe we're here to merely survive. I truly believe we're here to thrive. So let's get going. Mastin, this is so very cool for me to have you on the show because when I was arranging this interview, I was saying it feels like a massive full circle moment for me to be able to talk with you and have you on here to thrive. Because a few years ago, when you were on Oprah, I was a totally disconnected stay-at-home mom feeling miserable in my playroom. And I caught your episode, just randomly caught your episode. And it lit a spark in me that set me on this very journey. And here I am a few years later talking to you. I'm like, this is proof that the universe sends us little soul wings. And it just feels magic to finally get to connect with you. Okay, well, it's a pleasure for me to be here, and I love hearing that. And, you know, there's a a power in confirmation that's like, yeah, I'm doing the right thing. So if I can play a small role in that and be a confirmation for you on your path, that's awesome. I know that I've really appreciated those moments too. So it's no small thing that I'm here either uh, for me and just appreciate being here. 
It's totally that for me. It's totally confirmation of some universe, God patting me on the back saying, yeah, that was the right move. So thank you. And how many years ago was it that you were on Oprah? Oh, gosh. I don't know. It feels like yesterday and seems like 10 years ago. Um, That must have been about five or six years ago now. That's what I was thinking. Did that change things for you? You were doing the Daily Love at the time? Yeah. I mean, whenever Oprah Winfrey says your name, it changes your life, I think, especially if it's on television. But I think more than anything, the biggest transformation I had because of that experience was having the privilege to, you know, be in her proximity and just watch how she operates because she is everything that you think she is and more as far as uh, gracious and kind and curious. And it was a privilege and honor to be able to obviously be featured on a platform like Super Soul Sunday. And the value for me was just learning how to be, at least try to be amazing in business and life like that too. And so she's an incredible role model and to be able to be in proximity and observe um, how she runs her show and how she operates her life was just really amazing because before I met her, I had a belief that you had to either be nice or you had to be successful, but you couldn't be both. Oh. And then I realized after uh, being uh, in her proximity, I was like, wow, you can be both, you know? <laughs> that <laughs> you just, is so cool you know? though, because I get you. I think a lot of people think you either probably need to be cutthroat and successful or nice and a pushover. And she's yeah, exactly. both of those things with neither of the downside. I love it. Yeah. What have you been doing since that? Five years ago, The Daily Love on Oprah. What are you doing these days? Well, you know, it, It was an interesting journey because I believe in what's now known as agile development, which is sort of like minimum viable product. It's like instead of putting out some big, huge plan, I like to do kind of like the next thing and just kind of work from there. And so at the time, you know, I was writing a little bit and featuring a lot of other people on a blog called The Daily Love where you're reaching millions and millions of people. Uh, And then it just – I lost joy from it basically. And um, had a little bit of an existential crisis because I was the guy teaching purpose who didn't know what his purpose was. And as I really got into figuring out what I like to do and what my zone of genius is and what problems I want to solve and the problems I'm observing in the world and what I'm doing that when time just flies by, it got really crystal clear to me that the real problem of the world today isn't just necessarily a political divide or a racial divide. The real problem is emotional trauma. And the lack of awareness, comprehension, understanding, and certainly in the personal development conversation, it's a huge missing piece. And it's one of the main reasons why people will do all the meditations or the green juice or the yoga or the personal development work and they still don't quite get the result or they've gotten a little bit better but they're just coping better. They're not like actually feeling good day to day. And the reason why is there's this huge missing piece called emotional trauma. And the more that I figured that out and the more I worked with people, mostly women, I was like, wow, I think I want to do this more and more. And I started making some distinctions that I did not see out there. And so I created a type of coaching called functional life coaching. And the perspective on functional life coaching is really how to quickly identify and start to dissolve root cause trauma and all the associated sort of coping behaviors associated with that without ignoring it, pushing it down, thinking that if you're going to have the conversation, Voldemort's going to show up or that you're being negative or you're not going to manifest something because you're negative thinking and all that type of stuff. I kind of say – Okay, and if you're not doing trauma-informed personal development work, it's really an incomplete picture. The trauma piece really brings color to something that was really black and white before. And um, so that's really the work that I've been doing. And and the the direction that I'm heading in is a term that I phrase called trauma hacking, which is inspired by my friend Dave Asprey and his whole idea of biohacking and kind of looking at optimizing your body. I thought, 
well, you got to hack your trauma too, because trauma can be this big, scary conversation where you think I have to have had some type of like domestic abuse type of situation. And while that absolutely qualifies as trauma, sometimes it's a breakup. Sometimes it's your parents getting divorced. Sometimes it's just not parents not paying attention to you. Sometimes it's starting a business and it not quite working right away. There's lots of different types of trauma. Trauma is just wounding. It's not scary. And what we're finding is the people who are doing their trauma work are the ones who are performing better, they're earning more money, they're in more fulfilling relationships, they're in a healthier body, because it's that root cause trauma that's causing a lot of the problems that we see in the world today. So that's my, been my focus. Taking from what you've just said there, you would say that all of us have trauma in some way, shape or form. Yes, 100%. I mean, uh, some people will say, but Mastin, I had great parents. And I say, cool, think of it this way. You probably had great parents, but did you fall and break your arm? Or did you get a splinter? Or did you get a cut? Or did something happen to your physical body? And the answer is yes, of course it did. And so you don't have to have some egregious, violent thing happen to you in the past, though we work with a lot of people who have. Um, but we all have different types of emotional traumas because this is a part of the human experience that really hasn't been addressed or acknowledged. We, we're used to just stuffing down our emotions. We're used to you know, be blaming other people and not knowing how to identify what our needs are and then meet our needs. And whenever there's a divorce the, and you talk about irreconcilable differences, it was really unhealed emotional trauma that was really the root cause. Or if you look at a lot of chronic illness, while lifestyle and food – and pollution and, and environment, chemicals in the environment play a massive role in chronic disease. If you look down deeper, one of the things that also is the indicator or the initiator or the root cause of chronic illness is also emotional trauma because a lot of the lifestyle choices that we make that create chronic disease mm. are based on the coping of emotional trauma. So emotional trauma is like the deep, 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 deeper root. And my job and my focus has been to normalize it, to talk about it. It's not scary. It's a high performance tool. Just like meditation was 15 years ago, it was very esoteric and woo-woo and kind of this strange thing. Uh, you know, it used to be in the occult section. I love it. Now it's like the high performance tool du jour of Silicon Valley and trauma's next. Trauma has to become the high performance tool next because the more we talk about it, the more we normalize it, the more we make sure that and we realize everyone's been through it and the more best practices we have around it, the more we can acknowledge it. A lot of what we're seeing in the world today as far as problems makes sense if you're trauma informed. If you're not trauma informed, it seems like the world's going mad, but the real truth is the world is not healing fast enough. I want to talk about that because for so many of us, it does look like the world is going to hell in a handbasket. What is going on? How does this relate to trauma? Sure. Well, I mean, hell basically is unhealed, the, the state of unhealed emotional trauma. The idea of hell is an Anglo-Christian idea that comes from this place where Lucifer or the devil occupies and the devil was kicked out of heaven essentially. And that separation is traumatizing, right? Mm -hmm. And so the idea of separation from yourself, your intuition, your needs, love, connection, resources, that's what perpetuates trauma. And you know, if you look at the history of the human race, when the Old Testament, big aha for the Ten Commandments was like, don't kill each other. Right? <laughs> that, was like the, that was the aha moment of the day. Right? Uh. And we still haven't gotten there yet. So the human beings have evolved through trauma, through survival through lots of all kinds of very, a violent past and we're getting to a point now of connectedness, a point of things expanding online. Uh, there's a big divide and blur happening between nations and political beliefs and affiliations and things are becoming more public. And so what's happening is you're seeing the trauma come to the surface 
in every community. And so what the uninformed person sees as perhaps the world's going to hell, someone who's trauma-informed says, ah, a crisis. And the purpose of a crisis is to recreate the trauma so that we can heal it. And that happens in a relationship, that happens in a business, that happens in your life physically. And we're seeing it happen globally too. And specifically in America, the traumas that are up are misogyny, white male dominance, and a lot of racism, right? Like those are like the traumas that are up for people right now. And so until we start having that conversation, we're just going to be arguing over details, which are important. And just because we have the conversation about trauma doesn't excuse the behavior, but we have to understand it. And when we can understand the system and the dynamic, that's how we start to change it. So it's up for healing right now. And if you see what's happening, You've never seen more female entrepreneurs. You've never seen more diverse people winning elections. You've never seen a louder conversation about it. Activism is the thing that people are doing today. All of those things are part of uh, healing a global trauma process, essentially. So from my perspective, this is a healthy time to be alive. It doesn't seem that way if you don't understand trauma. So it's about bringing this trauma out into the light so we can face it and heal it and really move through it. That's right. You know, the the way that t- people typically have dealt with trauma in the past was you swept it under the rug. Yeah. You talk about it in the family. You don't talk about it out there. And now it's like so obvious that it's like what you have to talk about until you can heal it. And the main goal for people, whether you're on a personal development path, if you're trying to be an activist, if you're trying to start a business, if you're trying to be a parent or any human being who's high functioning, the goal is to not pass on your suffering. <laughs> that's the goal. Right. Even to people that you don't like, uh, that's the goal. And so that's really you know, the, the, the problem that I've identified and really going very clearly after that. And my goal is to be able to live in a world where if you're doing yoga or A Course in Miracles or meditations or affirmations or activist work or political work or, or an entrepreneurial work, that there's a level of trauma awareness to understand, you know, if you want to build a great culture, trauma awareness has to be there uh, in a business. If you're doing A Course in Miracles or something like that, it's a very powerful process. But if you're ignorant to your trauma, you're not going to get the result. If you're doing functional medicine, and you're ignorant to your trauma, you're not going to get the full result. And so it's the, for me, it's a big missing piece that we have to address and, and acknowledge on a global level. That root cause. I want to talk about the yoga mats, the Course in Miracles, the meditation, and how you say if it can often be a Band-Aid. Can we talk more about that? Sure. Yeah, and I want to be very clear. Like I do yoga – um, I drink green juice. I do all that stuff. I read personal development books. But, you know, um, I don't also don't think that just because I think a healthy thought of maybe I am in a healthy body, that if my behavior is eating 10 pizzas a day, that my affirmation will work. <laughs> <laughs> that okay. somehow some form of magic that gets rid of everything right, else. Exactly. Um, and so, and so, The goal is not to discredit those things, but to understand that if you're not focusing on the root cause trauma, if you're not focusing on like what's actually causing your depression or anxiety and we're going beyond DSM diagnoses of just anxiety or depression, which is not a diagnosis based on traumas, the symptom of trauma. It's based on behaviors and emotional states that are symptoms of trauma. But I haven't met one psychiatrist who's done a diagnosis with trauma as a root cause. Mm. It's always you're feeling anxious or you're having nervous thoughts or you're you know, have a a mood depression, right? It's not like, oh yeah, so like when you were five years old, 
this broke this thing happened and this is what's been causing you this problem moving forward so i'm not against the dsm i'm not against psychiatry i'm not against coaching i'm not against the course of miracles i'm not against any of it what i'm saying is guys there's a big piece of the puzzle that's missing and if we don't include trauma in the conversation we don't have all the data and if we don't have all the data we can't actually solve the problem and no amount of medication or meditation will work long term if you're not also doing the trauma work. So if you can absolutely work to treat the symptoms short term, but long term, you got to focus on the root cause. Got you. So you've got to go deeper. Do you feel like a lot of life coaching and the way that coaching has been taught and is being practiced, as you mentioned with psychiatry, do you think it is mainly looking at that outer level? Well, so yes, but within a certain context, we have to understand that like, for example, the human genome was only recently mapped like this century and in the last few years. And now we're getting all of these different products and technologies that can like tell you what your genes are doing, which includes whether your epigenetics, meaning are the trauma genes, the resilience genes in your body turned on or turned off, right? So we have access to new information that we never had access before. And so the, the curriculum and the space has to adapt and grow with that new information, right? And so it's not that it's wrong, but, you know, if you look at the origins of, for example, American psychology, it was in the 1890s with William James at Harvard University who theorized about the idea of neuroplasticity, that you could like change things in your body perhaps, who theorized that, you know, in nature versus nurture, if you're in a nurturing environment, you can really actually have a long-term change in your life. But he called psychology a soft science because the ability to measure the data and the biomarkers was not available in 1890s. So if you fast forward to the 1900s in the human potential movement and you start to look at Freud emerging and Carl Jung emerging and Werner Earhart emerging and you start to see all these different therapies emerging with like Milton Erickson, Virginia Satir, Fritz Perls, like there's this explosion of the understanding that like our thoughts are things and our mindset somehow impacts our life and psychology is important and the way you think about things is important. If I can change my thinking, then I can change my outcomes. And only really since like, you know, really the 1970s and 80s and really only in the last 15 years has the conversation about trauma, which is an even deeper level than mine because it's, it's your body, it's your subconscious it's your microbiome, it's your gut, it's your fascia, it's emotions, it's smaller, it's more invisible, it's harder to see. Only recently has the conversation about emotions and the gut microbiome and the things that store trauma started to emerge because we have not had access to the data yet. So it's not like the current level of coaching or psychiatry or psychology is bad. It's just there's a brand new set of data coming out that says, guys, yes, Psychology is important, but did you know that the brain and the gut are bidirectional and there's 10 times more information going from the gut to the brain? So if you want to fix your mental health, fix your gut health. Mm. And if you want to fix your gut health long term, fix your emotional trauma that's producing all this coping behavior. So it's just we have access to new information. So my job is to scream from the rooftops. So I'm trained as a psychologist and one of the beefs I have with psychology is I was coming through in that early 2000s when I was really trained in a very behaviorist model, which mm -hmm. ignored all those amazing psychology leaders that you're talking about, because 
when I was coming through, it's this obsession of making it a, a hard science where it's all measurable. And so psychology was only looking at behavior at that point, the stuff that we could measure. Yep. And it was heartbreaking. So I feel like I've found my way back and, and psychology yes. is evolving, which is brilliant and beautiful, but I totally hear you on that. How are you teaching transformational life coaching? How are you screaming this from the rooftops? How are you making sure people know about your methods? <laughs> uh, marketing. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I love the new world. <laughs> and, and, you know, conversations like this, right? Like this is not something that's going to make the nightly news right now. Like this is something that has to be embraced and really championed by by survivors, by people who want to do this work. You know, there's a whole functional medicine movement happening right now, and like they're really looking at like root cause symptoms uh, of of dysbiosis and and disease and, and chronic inflammation in the body. And so I was really inspired by that model and realized, oh my God, that's what I've been doing in my work. And that's why I'm like, oh, it's functional coaching because just like with a functional medicine doctor, if you have high lipids or high cholesterol. They're not just going to give you Lipitor. They might to reduce your lipid profile, to reduce your lipids or your cholesterol levels, but they're also going to do testing to figure out where's the root cause, where is it coming from, so that we can actually just get your levels back into normal, into a normal place. And so, in trauma work, that's called self-regulation, right? And there's lots of modalities that you can use to quote self-regulate or to get your nervous system calm. And so. And the problem or the opportunity is there's it's a unique path for every person. For some people, it might be EMDR, neurofeedback, and kale. For somebody else, it might be polyvagal theory, applied polyvagal theory, kundalini yoga, and CrossFit. Because there's just it's every person has a different trauma. And the way that you really start to change your trauma long term is the environment that you're in. You have to make sure that your environment is healthy and nurturing because the environment tells your body and gives your body signals about what's safe, what's not safe. And so no mindset long term is going to win over an environment. Short term, yes. Long term, no way. And so what we do is um, I believe that the core part of trauma hacking and the core part of really getting to the root cause is the functional coaching process because it's a very efficient way to kind of figure out like what your core trauma is and then figure out what, what your team is around that. Do you want to work on it with a CBT you know, specialist, cognitive behavioral therapy? I really also absolutely believe that you have to start with um, healing your gut microbiome and tests like Viome are, are essential, probiotics, prebiotics, L-glutamine, making sure that your gut is able to produce the neurotransmitters like serotonin, dopamine, and oxytocin and GABA that help you feel better and help you have no more chemical imbalances in the brain. And all of that stuff is emerging as well. I believe in uh, body work, like John Barnes' myofascial release is a very important type of uh, modality because a lot of the trauma gets stored in our fascia and the issues are in our tissues. So it's a, it's a, it's a whole system of recovery and it can feel overwhelming, but the, I really believe that the, the beginning point is functional life coaching because it helps you realize, oh, that's the thing that happened and everything I've been doing since has been helping me really stay safe from that and I get to change things around now and make a new choice. And so that's what the Claim Your Power book is really all about. That's why I wrote it because I was working with a lot of people in high-end retreats or coaching programs and I said, I want this to go to everybody and make it available to everybody. And that's also what Claim Your Power Live is about because it's a really an experiential process. And we view functional coaching as like a foundational piece of the trauma hacking puzzle. And then we can bring in specialists sort of as needed on an individual level. Got ya. I'm glad you mentioned Claim Your Power because that is the book you have out there at the moment. How does all of this relate to us claiming our power? It's a great question. So ultimately, 
what claiming your power is, is it's, it's the recognition that you have a choice and then the courage to make a choice. <laughs> That's basically what it is. Right, I it wish sounds, it was sexier. I, that, I, you know? I wish it was that simple too. Like it sounds so simple, yet living that out is so much more challenging, is it not? That's right, a hundred percent. And and you know that's why you know when I wrote the book, I, I did like a forty day free accelerator course with it, so people could implement it. And and really, claim your power is like for people who are wanting to actually get the result, who want to dive deep, who either just want to like just jump right in and like get right to it, or if you've done a lot of work and you haven't quite gotten the result, and there's you feel like something's kind of missing. The Claim Your Power book process will really help you identify that root cause stuff. And when I see people tag me on Instagram, they're like, oh my God, like that was intense, but worth it. Like a really good, it was almost like the way they describe it, it's like a really good, like a roller coaster ride, essentially. And so it's definitely work that will challenge you, but it definitely is getting results. And we see that with clients every single day, but also the reviews on the Amazon stuff like that are, are clear as well that the stuff works. But it's really addressing that root cause trauma and the Claim Your Power process is really functional life coaching is what it is, but functional life coaching sounds technical. Claiming your power and finding your purpose is really outcome driven. That's the marketing piece that I was talking about. It will help you find your purpose. It will help you get unstuck, but it's a functional coaching process. And you mentioned that you're doing live events. How frequently are you doing live events around this kind of stuff? Right now, we do Claim Your Power Live once a year. And my goal is to do it more and not just in the United States. Live event, the live event business and business model is an interesting process because you know getting people to a physical location is always an interesting problem to solve. And the reason why I do it, I can make lots more money just doing online stuff, but specifically with like trauma work or going to the next level and really wanting to get better results in your life, environment is so key to that process. And so that's why we do these live events. And so right now it's uh, once a year and the one that we have coming up is uh, July 12th to 15th in Orlando, Florida. And you can get tickets over at claimyourpowerlive.com. And I would love to be able to bring one to Australia, to the UK, to Canada. But that's just a, a function of scale and a function of, of, of process and budget and best practices around business. So we're getting there. But you know, we got to get it out there fast because the goal here is, is to get these tools to as many people as possible because it's the missing piece. So if you are in New Zealand and you can't get to Orlando in July, you can start with Mastin's book. That's right. And if you are in New Zealand and you can't get to Orlando, you can get on a plane and get to Orlando too. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? We've got way better flights to America now. So I have a couple more questions for you that I'm just really interested that I ask most people. I'm going to cut to the chase and ask you the tough ones. Mastin, how would you describe the soul? The soul is a currently unmeasurable, subtle energy that occupies our corporal flesh and wears our body like a virtual reality haptic feedback suit and is learning lessons through its basically virtual reality experience as a human. I I totally agree. I just think Avatar, I love your answer. All right. And now what is fulfillment to you? Um, For me personally? Yes. um, Fulfillment? Fulfillment for me is waking up every day and making a difference, getting enough sleep, making sure my partner knows that she's loved every day, and taking care of my team and spending time with my cat, Magic. (laughs) You have a cat called Magic. I love it. Yeah, he's awesome. (laughs) If you were to leave our listeners with one thought that kind of sums up this whole idea of what we've been talking about today and the trauma in our lives, what would that be? Mm, I think that when we're on this journey, we're trying to sometimes escape the experience of being human 
through coping like drugs and alcohol, lots of meditation, plant medicine, ayahuasca, all that stuff. And, and, and I'm not against any of it. But net-net, the end of the day, the most important thing is for us to be able to embrace the human experience and to live it and experience it in all of its ranges of joy and sadness and recognize that it's a ride, it's an adventure, it's an experience, and the ups and the downs are all a part of it and to be present during the ups and the downs and to use the experiences of your life as feedback to get better and better and better. To me, that's really what it's all about. Wasn't that a fun conversation? I feel like we jammed so much into such a short period of time. As we discussed, Mastin has Claim Your Power Live coming up from the 12th till the 15th of July, and there are still tickets available for the Orlando event. They are super reasonably priced. So if you have ever contemplated or listening to this conversation stirred something in you, I would really encourage you to go and check it out. I so would have been there had I not already had a personal clash that made those dates unworkable for me. But If you are going, have a blast. I'm jealous. To find those tickets, you can head to Claim Your Power Live or head to Mastin Kip's website at mastinkip.com. You can also find Mastin all over social media at Mastin Kip. So go and check him out. If you've enjoyed this interview, I would so encourage you to hit subscribe so that you can listen to more fun conversations like this about how you can really improve and take some ownership over your life and tell a friend because friends don't keep awesome things to themselves. It would mean so much as well if you had a spare second to hit a rating star and leave a review. I will be back next Friday as I am every week with a new release episode. And so stay tuned. Until then, just keep thriving, beautiful people. Keep thriving.